everybody, and welcome into the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Gross, and we are part of the Built in Buffalo Podcasting Network. Today, I'm going to be giving you my thoughts on a very hot-button topic right now in all of Bill's Mafia land. I believe it was started by a bunch of Baltimore Ravens fans, which is kind of weird. But I believe the gist of things was that uh, Lamar Jackson is better than Josh Allen, is what they said. And Josh Allen is only good because he has Stephon Diggs. And this led to infighting within the Buffalo Bills fan base, predictably. And so there's one sort of twitter thread in particular uh that i that i saw that i wanted to kind of go through because uh greg from cover one and aaron from cover one were in there uh one of the founders of the bills mafia uh, movement i think it was his twitter that sort of had the main thread boss dave dm3 jumped in there a little bit later on and there were some fans and other fans in there as well and it's a really interesting discussion for me and it's the type of discussion that i really enjoy um to record much more than, you know, let me give you the in-depth review of the Buffalo Bills, you know, safety room. I, I listen to stuff like that, but I don't love recording it. So this is a much more interesting debate debate to me, and I'll kind of just start at the beginning and go through and, and comment on some of the stuff that I saw and give my thoughts. But my general overall point, which I'm, I don't want to say I'm going to prove, but I think my general point is that you've got people on one side who think that Allen... It, Diggs had nothing to do with Allen, and then you have people on the other side who thinks that who think that Diggs had a lot to do with Allen. And I believe they're really looking at the same situation. They're just looking at it in different contexts, and I'll explain that obviously as we go along. So here we go. So it kind of started with Rob Quinn uh, asking what was going on because he saw that you know Diggs and Allen were being discussed, and then Aaron Quinn kind of quote tweeted that and said, "Hey, you know, me, I don't know what's going on either." And then somebody kind of said, okay, well, it's the Josh Allen stands who don't think that that Diggs had anything to do with making Josh Allen the kind of player that he is. And then he kind of expo- expanded on that and said, you know, Josh Allen wasn't that great before Diggs got here. Diggs got here, and now Josh Allen's great. And, you know, I feel like that's pretty, you know, you're just skimming the surface there, Uh I feel in terms of that discussion and that discussion point and it can certainly look that way you know like like if you look at it in a certain context then that's a very obvious conclusion that you could come to I, I don't you know I don't doubt that I don't take you know not taking credit away from people who think that like you look at at statistics and it, it certainly can seem that way and then the discussion kind of turns towards well if Diggs wasn't here last year do you think that the offense would have been that explosive and that's a good question and I'm not really sure but I once again I I think we're moving into a different area you know the offense is as explosive as the talent of the people at the skill positions I don't think that necessarily has to do with how good of a player Josh Allen is they they and let's 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 take it back to the beginning after 2019 Brandon Bean said we need to score more touchdowns. We don't score enough touchdowns. And it was kind of revealed, uh, I believe right then or, or soon after, that they had tried to trade for Diggs, I believe, during that season. But Minnesota said no. They had just signed him to a contract extension. So 
they knew that they needed more. And obviously, Bills have made an effort to surround Josh Allen with veterans on the offensive side of the ball. Why? Well, because at some point, there is a benefit to a quarterback to be surrounded by a bunch of veterans. Like, if you have veteran receivers... He doesn't have to worry about whether or not the receivers are, you know, reading the right leverage, whether or not they're, they're, you know, they're understanding the play call, the language, because they're veterans. So there is benefit in that sense to having veterans, and obviously the, the Bills thought it was important. They I, they haven't really had rookie receivers, prominent rookie receivers. Uh, you know, with Josh, obviously people are yelling out, Gabe Davis, yes, Gabe Davis. But, you know, he's one guy, they've gone the veteran route, whether it was Kelvin Benjamin, um, you know, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and now Stephon Diggs. Yeah, you can say Isaiah McKenzie is a veteran, um, you know, part-time player, but he certainly isn't a rookie. Same thing on the offensive line for the most part, you know, Mitch Morse, Daryl Williams, uh, John Feliciano, you know, Brian Winters last year. These are guys, for the most part, who are veterans. And the same thing as the tight end spot. You had Dawson Knox, but obviously there's, you know, Lee Smith and Tyler Croft. So what they're really trying to do, isolate Josh Allen in terms of variables. Don't make any excuses for him, not that he would want any, but to say, okay, well, you know, they've got rookie receivers, so of course things aren't going to go right. So I do think that there's some benefits to a young quarterback with getting veterans in terms of you don't, you just have to worry about yourself. Like I said, you're not worrying about whether the other people out there understand their jobs. You're worrying about whether or not you understand your job. So there is that piece of it, you know, which is beneficial, I think. But I'm not sure that that's exactly what was being talked about in this Twitter thread or just in general in the argument. It seems more, um, like I said, said, skimming the surface. The real question is, is it's a chicken or the egg situation, right? Like... Who, who made who, right? Like, or did anyone not make anybody? So, you know, continuing on this thread, which I found interesting, I mean, I don't know if the offense would have been that explosive. Uh, you know, they talked to Emmanuel Sanders last year about signing with the team, and he was taking too long, so they called Minnesota, and Minnesota had changed their mind on trading digs. So you might have had Emmanuel Sanders last year instead of digs. So do, what is that? does that change? I mean, does that change your perception of the offense? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is a veteran with two Super Bowl rings. He played with Ben Roethlisberger and Peyton Manning. The guy's not a slouch, obviously. He's one of the best, I don't know, 15 wide receivers in the league maybe right now, 18. I mean, he's a good player. So I, I guess what I'm saying is is this assertion that, well, because this one guy or this these two guys were on the team, that made the offense explosive. We can't say that for sure. Like, we don't know for sure. Is it a possibility? Yes, but it's a possibility, I think, for different reasons than um, was kind of talked about in this thread. So basically, what I'm trying to say is one side of the argument, I believe, is looking at just straight stats. Stefan Diggs had his best year playing in Buffalo. Josh Allen had his best year with Stefan Diggs playing in Buffalo. So it's easy to make the connection and say, oh, well, Stefan Diggs had his best year. Josh Allen had his best year. So they must have affected each other. They must have done something for each other. And sure, a little bit, but here's where I think the disconnect comes in. Stefan Diggs was a top five wide receiver in the league in terms of traits, right? And stats, but traits. Route running, contested catches the ability to get off the line, all that kind of stuff. Like, what 
Josh Allen didn't teach Stefan Diggs how to run better routes when, when Stefan Diggs came to Buffalo, right? I mean, Stefan Diggs has had great numbers his whole career. In a traits perspective, Josh Allen didn't do anything for Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs was already good. He was already fully evolved as a wide receiver. And the same thing can be said for Josh. You know, Josh Allen took his biggest leap. Is that because Stefan Diggs taught Josh Allen how to play quarterback? No. Josh Allen's traits are Josh Allen's traits. Josh Allen worked hard in the offseason with his quarterback coach, Jordan Palmer. You know, he's worked hard with the coaches. And he himself has done what he needs to do to develop his traits. If Josh Allen improved his accuracy between 2019 and 2020, if he improved his ability to throw a deep ball from between 2019 and 2020, if he improved in the immediate area, that has nothing to do with Stefan Diggs. Absolutely nothing. Because if you're going off the argument that his traits got better, then his traits would be the same regardless of who's on the roster. Like, whoever's on the roster doesn't affect whether or not Josh Allen's, you know, traits go up or down. Now, what they do do for each other, so that's that's the one side, right? Like, that's the side of the argument for people who are saying Josh Allen worked hard, it didn't have anything to do with Stefan Diggs. I believe that what those people are doing is they're looking at it in the context of Josh worked hard, he's got these traits, his traits would have been the same no matter who he's throwing the ball to. And then you've got the other people who are saying, okay, well, it was a big factor. And those people are looking at the stats. And so in this case, what Josh Allen did for Stephon Diggs and what Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen is they allowed each other to show the fans, the media, the coaches, the other players in the league, how good their traits are. That's, that's what they did. So Stephon Diggs' traits were, you know, wherever they are. And then you got Josh Allen's wherever they are. Playing with a great wide receiver helped Josh Allen show that he was a great quarterback. And playing with an even better quarterback than he did in Minnesota allowed Stephon Diggs to show people that he's just as good, if not better, than he showed in Minnesota. They are a vehicle for each other to just showcase each other's talent. They don't affect each other's talent level. Like, what do you eat salad for, right? The lettuce is simply a vehicle for the salad dressing, right? The Italian dressing still by itself is still the Italian dressing. It doesn't change chemical composition when you throw it on a piece of lettuce. And the same thing for the lettuce, right? The same thing. Now, I'm not going to get into a conversation about who's the lettuce and who's the Italian dressing, as my wife and children laugh in the background, but you see my point. So we've got people on one side who are talking about, well, his stats did this, so that's what happened. No, he was just a vehicle to show his stats. That's all it was. Go look at Stephon Diggs' numbers. He was targeted 166 times last year in Buffalo, which I believe is about 17 more than his career high. Okay, so why don't you go back and look at his career high when I believe it was 147. He had 147 targets. See what his numbers would have been with 166 targets that year. I mean, Stephon Diggs didn't suddenly just learn how to play wide receiver when he got to Buffalo. So 
I guess my long-winded answer to this debate that's been going on is it's what context are you looking at it in? And maybe like, you know, my 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 uh, DM three, you know, the one of the co-founders, you know, he told me I think in our, in our group chat this morning or last night, he's like, I'm gonna die on the hill that Stefan Diggs didn't make Josh Allen. Okay, well, what you're really doing is you're is you're dying on the hill of like players work on their traits by themselves and other players don't affect their traits, which I completely agree with. And and at the same time, we've got other people in this Twitter thread, which I mentioned, which is, and they're looking at it and they're saying, okay, well, his stats were never better until him. Okay, well, you're right, because they allowed each other to flourish more than uh, they would have flourished with somebody else. So technically, both points are correct. But if, if you're talking in the context of Josh Allen is only good because, like, like in terms of his physical talents, because of, jo- of Stefan Diggs, that's not accurate. You're wrong. And if you think that Stefan Diggs is only good because of Josh Allen or only good because of Kirk Cousins, you're wrong. He's good because of him and, and the coaching that he got. The quarterbacks he plays with, the offensive play callers, his offensive teammates, they allow him to showcase his talent. Brian Dable allows Josh Allen to showcase his talent. Deion Dawkins allows Josh Allen to showcase his talent. Cole Beasley allows Josh Allen to showcase his talent. Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, Brian Dable have very little to no effect on Josh Allen's traits just his ability to showcase them. I tend to look at things in more of a traits way. I'm a traits guy. These are the conversations that really interest me. Anytime I'm on Twitter and people always get mad, I always ask them, in what context? Because context matters. Context is king. So if you're going to say to me, wow, you know, Stefan Diggs, man, he had his best statistical year with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen had his best statistical year with, with when Stefan Diggs got here. Yeah. Because they allow each other to flourish. I agree with you. And then at the same time, you're going to tell me, well, okay, but yeah, but but Stefan Diggs didn't make Josh Allen better in terms of reading a defense, like his DNA. Right. You're absolutely right. I agree with you as well. So what we're really doing here is we're infighting amongst ourselves because a couple of Ravens fans over something that we're really just looking at it from two different points of view and in different contexts. That's all it is. So it's not even really an argument. It's just the context that we choose to look at it in. That's all. It's really that simple. Well, I hope that you enjoyed my uh, short but passionate explanation of the latest argument going on in Bill's Mafia land. And as I look at my Twitter, apparently there is another one starting. So perhaps I already have my content for next week. I would like to thank everybody for listening. I hope you check out the other podcasts on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Everyone is working really hard, doing their best to put out great content. Uh, Check out the YouTube channel. I have a Friday YouTube show with my co-host Izzy. We also have two other live YouTube shows with DM3 and A-Rich. And we've got Caveman putting out the pre-recorded content 
on the YouTube channel. Uh, also some content from the Wandering Buffalo podcast. They throw uh, uh, some clips of their podcast up there as well. So make sure you check that out. If you really enjoy this podcast, I hope you will leave a rating, a review, subscribe to the podcast. If you don't like this podcast, I hope you check out a different one on the network and you like that one better than this and you still subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Check out the YouTube channel, hit the like button, check out the Facebook group. There's an Instagram going on, Twitter account, all that good stuff over here at Built in Buffalo. And of course, Bill's Mafia, I cannot leave you before telling you, find a way to embrace your growth mindset. And as always, trust the process.